Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the MIGS cast. It's just two of us still. We're still trying to figure things out. Yeah. We appreciate everybody who's been listening. Uh, lots of nice messages. Hopefully, maybe we'll have some time after uh, we do an interview. And we'll get to them. Uh, still got to kind of have to figure this crap out. So I think people yeah. got to be patient. Um, but, you know, we're here. We're doing it, Rev. Yeah, we're still here. And, uh, yeah, like you said, doing things. We're doing things. That's what this podcast <laughs> is about, doing things. And we are going to be doing an interview with Brad Whitford. Who's Brad Whitford? If you're a rock fan, shame on you. Yeah, you should know. He's a guitarist of Aerosmith. He's the guy who jams with Joe Perry. And I'm actually excited to talk to him because the, there's a... He's doing a new project that's an old project, and it's uh, Whitford St. Holmes. It's uh, him, Derek St. Holmes. They used to have a project. St. Holmes used to do stuff with Ted Nugent. And many, 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 many years ago, when they looked very, 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 very young, uh, I'm looking at some of their old album cover. I don't know if you've seen this, when uh, Whitford St. Holmes. Whoa. I mean, they're probably, they are young. Probably in their 20s. And now here they are, I don't know, in their 60s and doing it again. The friendship is stuck through the course of time. And I think that's cool. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to Brad and maybe we'll get a little dirt about Aerosmith. You never know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they're doing this because uh, like Aerosmith is taking time off because right. Steven Tyler wants to do, what, his solo country album or something? Yeah. and Do I know, whatever he wants, you know. And I know Brad in the past has out and out just been honest, which I think is cool that he's an honest guy. He wasn't being a, a dick about it, but he's like, yeah, man, he kind of abandoned us. And it, it, that's kind of weird when you've been in a band for that long. Right. Like, you're just, he's just like, peace out, you know, we could, you know, keep on making some money together, but I want to do this. Yeah. It just seems, Steven, I, I, it's, it just seems weird because Steven Tyler doesn't scream country at all. No. Not but, even in the slightest itty bitty bit. But who would have thought Aaron Lewis from Stain scream country? Who would have thought yeah. Hootie? Or Darius Rucker, <laughs> who's actually had a Hootie. great career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I joke about it, but part of me feels like when guys just don't know if they have anything left in the tank to be rock guys they switch over to country one of my really good friends it's funny because i'm wearing uh, uh the godhead shirt yes uh jason uh jason miller uh he you know he was doing dark brooding goth rock music right. i mean i'm looking at the yeah. shirt the, the, the shirt says godhead at the edge of the world and yeah it looks it, like a like a mechanical steampunk uh cyberpunk uh buddha buddha yeah ooh, it looks ooh, like it's ooh. falling oh, but he's doing country now oh, the hotline's ringing so we won't get to the song just yet but <laughs> all right let's check it out uh, hi kisw Hi, I'm looking for Steve Miggs. That's me. Hey there, Steve. This is Michelle. I'm, I have, um, I'm going to get Brad on the line for you for your Whitford St. Holmes interview. Are yes. you ready? Yes, we are. Thank you. Okay, hold on one sec. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Right on time, though. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta love that. I'm going to have to call you back, okay? Yeah, no problem. And that was a good interview. Yeah, great interview. Oh, man, so much stuff. All the dirt. Oh, man, I can't believe he said that about Steven Tyler and then just got <laughs> off the phone. The man speaks. Oh, 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 oh no, here we go. Back. Okay, he has more to say. 
Hello again. Hello again. <laughs> I don't know how to drop the other line when I get his voicemail. So oh no, I still got to figure it out. Okay, hold on. I'm going to call his cell. Hang on. Sounds good. Thanks. Oh, it looks like uh, we have ice cream coming later today at the station. Oh man, I don't need that. Hopefully, it's after well, we're done. <laughs> I got from my wife uh, for her birthday. I mean, I obviously got her a gift too. Uh, but uh, <laughs> she loves Molly Moon, so I swung by and got a couple pints of that. Oh, oh man, yeah. it's not helping this whole trying to slim down after going to New York. <laughs> we've been we've been eating out a lot just to show Tacoma. We went to Stanford, uh, Stanford and Seaford. How is that place? Oh, it's so amazing. It, 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 it's it's higher end. Yeah, for, but uh, I hear their happy hour. They have like a happy hour burger that they use like steaks parts. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it, sound it, very it, appetizing. It, it, I had a bacon wrapped meatloaf. Oh, oh god, it was so good. You're killing me over it here. Was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth going. It's like one of those like special yeah. special. Occasion. It's like going to Met. Yeah, it's like the, Tacoma's version yeah. of the Met. The only time they have burgers is happy hour. Yeah, like it's not normally on the menu. It's usually like seafood or steaks. Yeah, well, I know Munson's told me before that the the, the burgers there are, are for happy hour are just unreal. Mm-hmm. Even like the Met. Have you ever gone there during lunchtime? For no. uh, oh man, they got some they got some good happy hour stuff as well. I you to, just think about going and dropping like fifty dollar meals. You forget that you could go there for a happy hour and have like a nice burger. That's what I found like out about like Ruth's bucks. Chris when we went for the sliders. Oh, oh. those sliders are are really trouble. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I'm hungry. Thanks, Rev. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got uh, We're going to hang up on you again. An ice cream social today at 1 p.m. We're all invited. No, I'm not going. Yeah, I, too late. Hopefully, we'll not be here still. I think I will be <laughs> done by. Uh, I might still be here, but I can't do it. <laughs> can't eat ice cream. Steve, are you still there? Yes. Got Brad on the line for you. You guys have a great interview. Nice. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks. Brad. Hello. What's up, brother? Hey, how are you? Oh, we're, how are you? I am doing very well. I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you for so many reasons. Hey. I have to just throw this out there. My second concert when I was growing up, my parents let me leave my house, and my friend picked me up, and we went and saw Aerosmith for the Pump Tour, and it, I mean, it, it cemented my my love for your band from then. I mean, I already was a fan, but like, it was just like to be able to see you guys live as a kid was like one of the coolest things ever. Oh, all right, very excited to talk about uh, what you got going on with uh, St. Holmes. You, you and uh, Derek St. Holmes back together again. We were looking at the old artwork for your album back in the day, and it's got. Is it a trip to see like the the the, the picture of you guys next to each other? And have you ever thought about maybe like recreating that picture of you guys leaning up against each other from? Back in the day. Well, we actually did already. <laughs> oh, even better. Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah. It's a little scary, but we did it. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that you guys are doing this again. I think it's like one of those stories of like, I mean, we all have friends that we stay together with, keep in touch with. And and uh, what what decide, what was that final factor where you're like, you know what? Screw this. We need to do this again and, and, and make some music together and have some fun. Well, you know, we, we ended up living like really close to each other just outside of Nashville. Just about five years ago, uh, I, I I moved to the neighborhood, and um, you know we just we started jamming, playing around town, and uh, and that just led to us 
um, you know, started to write songs and, and uh, took on a life of, of its own. And, and now you guys got the album coming out on June 3rd. It's called Reunion, which is perfect, appropriate title. <laughs> do you feel like when you got to be able to do this again and, you, and, you, and you're in a practice space and you're jamming out that it kind of like just breathes like a, a new energy into your guitar playing mm-hmm. and, and, and new energy for him as well creatively? Did, was that something that you guys were feeling while this was going on? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've, we've always had so much fun playing together and and uh, it's really a, just a kind of a, a great place to, to go to from our respective bands. It's our show. It's our it's our music, and uh, just a lot of freedom, a lot of and a lot of fun, and being able to do that. Now, you guys say you, you live close to each other. Who's the guy that has the dinners and has who who invites who over more? Oh, we probably hang more at my house. Um, it's probably just because I'm a little closer to town. So we grab coffee in the morning and play and then head out and and go look at guitars and stuff downtown. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So nothing's changed. Like I'm, I'm, I play drums. Any chance I can walk into a store where they have drums, I'll do it at any given chance. So I love hearing that guys who are at the top of their game still do that as well. Yeah, just something I guess we'll never get over that. Kind of like know? looking at one of the you know sweet cars and stuff as you're going down, you get to look at all the uh, awesome different models of guitar. That's sweet. Yeah, we'll never get over that. It's just, you're always looking for the holy grail guitar, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Have you come close? I mean, has there been one that, like, one time you had that you wish you still had, or you saw at a store and you're like, damn it, I should have bought that one, it's, even though it was too much money. I should have got it. Yeah, I think, I, I think I've got a couple of them now. <laughs> After years and years of searching and and going through, yeah. So I probably have a couple that are pretty close to the uh, to, to the top of the game. I think so. Now, on the opposite side of that, is there like a guitar that you've had for years and years and years that's like your your standby, the one that you always go back to that you love to to play? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I have a small collection of. Uh, some vintage guitars, and they never fail. They never, they never disappoint. Yeah. You know, you pull them out, and they're just they're, there's a certain quality, a certain magic. Especially the guitars that were built in the '50s, back before guitars were mass produced. Uh, guitars that were pretty much built entirely by hand, yeah. and, and they just have a different quality to them. They almost have a soul and in, inside them. I feel that way too. With like, my, my wife gives me a hard time because I, I I get a little too obsessive over drums, and and she's always like, you never buy a new drum set like you never go and get like you know the the, the latest newer one and I'm always like at like random vintage stores or at random guitar stores and I'm, I'm dropping you know a decent amount of cash on like a 1970s Ludwig kit and it's that same feeling it's like I just like knowing that this 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 set was a like you said built by hand it's not a machine made kit and like there was a, there's probably some amazing stories behind this drum set that I'll never know but it's just cool knowing that I'm a part of it in a sense I, I totally agree with that there's um, there's something about uh, instruments that have been around for a while and played by different people and I I, I think people that own them leave a, a sort of a fingerprint on them, maybe even as far as how they sound. And yeah, that I really believe that's true. There's there's a, a certain quality that comes with that, uh, the age and the, yeah. being owned by different people and played by different people. Do you have a, a guitar that like maybe like you, like either you still have or that was given to you by somebody that we might know, like uh, but maybe like we were on tour with X band or Y band and and we did a guitar swap. I mean, I, I just think that kind of stuff would be kind of interesting to hear. Like, if there's any guitars in your collection that were once owned by somebody that we might be familiar with. Well, I got a, I got a, uh, 
a very cool left call from Sammy Hagar. Oh, that is cool. It's, um, he had, you know, he has a signature left call that, you know, the red one, the red rocker. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, we were on tour and, um, I, uh, I happened to find one of those guitars in New York City, one of his guitars for sale. I really liked it. And I brought it to the show, and uh, Sammy was sound checking with his real one. And uh, I walked out on stage, you know, to, with the guitar on, and of course he, he had a good laugh and stuff. And then he said, I tell you what, he said, you give that one to your son. I'm going to give you this one. Wow. And he did. And then he signed the back of it for me. So I was like, I I thought that was extremely cool. Oh, that's that. I mean, you always hear these great. I've never met Sammy, but anyone who I know that has met him, they always share like these awesome stories of how just cool and down to earth he is. And it's just like, here's another example. Sounds like like one of the coolest guys to be around. Sammy is one of the the best guys. He he is... uh, He's a real gentleman, a real rocker, and I, I just love the guy. I've always loved Ever since the first time I heard his voice, I was just yeah. blown away. This might be a random question for you, and I, uh, if you don't have anything that comes to mind, that's totally cool. If you could go back and relive like one crazy night of all the years of when you've been touring and playing shows, something that's so memorable, is there a certain night that you wish you could relive, and, and, and why? Oh, jeez, I don't know. There's a lot of shows. Uh um, I'd love to see the, uh, this is probably about 10, 12 years ago, we, we were playing for the, um, the big soccer, uh, the world football thing was being held in Japan. So we shared the stage with, uh, with the Who, and it was the first time we'd, uh, we'd done that. And uh, they were so amazing that, that day, and, and we knew they had a great show because Pete broke his beautiful Stratocaster he was playing, and apparently he, had, he didn't do this very much anymore, but the crew told us afterwards, he just he had such a great show, that's why he did it. But he took that strat and he smashed the crap out of it. <laughs> I ran out after the show was over, I ran out and actually got a piece, picked up a piece of it for just so I could say I had it. But uh man, I would love to share the stage with the Who again. I mean, just so incredible. Especially when you hear uh you hear those two guys, their voices singing together, it just yeah. it sends chills up and down your spine. Now I know you've I mean I Obviously, I played quite a bit here um, from tours with Aerosmith and everything else. Uh, do you have any favorite memories of ever? I, I don't know if like it's like one of those things where you're on tour and you kind of lose track of where you are. But do you have any favorite memories of being in Seattle? Is there anything that stands out? Yeah, uh, nothing I can really share on the air. But uh, oh, come on, <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> no, it was always uh, always a good time. Um, there's a guitar store down the street from the hotel that I always go. to. I don't even know if it's still there now. Bought some nice guitars up there, and there's always some, just a, a whole, like, a clique of great players up there. And so there was always a great, uh, if you had a night off, you know, there was always something good to go see or yeah. or somebody that you knew to go hang out with to kind of show you around. And so Seattle is uh, not only an extremely beautiful place to be, but just a great rock town. Has there been a time where you've been, like, starstruck or blown away that person X has been at one at, at a show to see you perform? Well, probably the, probably the most intimidating was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction because, you know, I look out and I see, uh, you know, it's Jeff Beck and Jimmy yeah. Page and Keith Richards and all these people oh. sitting out there and we're supposed oh. to go play. <laughs> and I was like... Why are you so nervous? Well, 
Those guys are sitting right there. And I'm supposed to entertain them. These are my heroes. These are the guys I just always emulated and basically how what I learned how I learned my craft and they're sitting right there. And it was very intimidating. Oh I bet it doesn't usually it doesn't usually happen to me, but it did then. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, like you said, I'm sure they're just happy to see you guys perform. And and but you're probably thinking, are they watching my hands? Are they paying attention to everything that I'm playing? That would freak me out. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, I don't want to keep it too long because I know you got a bunch of stuff going on. I'm sure in your world, but I, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to chat with you, hear your stories, and uh, very excited to hear the rest of the record. Really enjoying the song Shapes, and I uh, can't wait, wait to hear the rest of the tracks off of Reunion. And uh, we we have to wait till June 3rd, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I look forward to coming and uh, entertaining you guys so that'd be awesome thank you very much well take care man thank you take care guys that, that was awesome. cool. That was cool. That like, was sweet. Like, I just love the fact that he geeks out over the thing that he does for a living. Right. Like he's just like, yeah, I play guitar, and also my favorite thing is to go to guitar stores. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go get some coffee, and I'm gonna go check out guitars. That I'm is like, so cool. It's glad to know that when even if you're on top of Rock Mountain, yeah. you made millions of dollars, you sold millions of records, that you still do the same thing that all of us struggling idiot musicians do, which is look at guitars or drums or basses and drool over them. Yeah, I thought you had a great question with just the, if you could relive one night. Yeah. And I've been trying to rack my brain over just even, like, one of those things. At this point, probably uh, the the wedding, my wedding night at this yeah. point. Yeah. Just because of how awesome the whole thing turned it's so out. so funny. You think wedding and I'm thinking the one night on the bus at the Classic. It felt like <laughs> it felt like it went too fast because there's, like, an insane rave going on. Shows where our brains are. I know. Wait it, a few years. You'll have to same kind of response marriage marriage (laughs) (laughs) probably but right now yeah that's the one that's fresh in the brain honestly i'm with you though looking back on my wedding it was such an awesome night but you know you don't get to enjoy the food you don't get to enjoy spending time with everybody i wish it could have been like triple the length yeah yeah and it's i mean yours was amazing because you had the whole ice sculpture like the whole ceremony was awesome in the open bar at least for like uh what the first hour and a half maybe yeah it was supposed to last all night but they didn't realize (laughs) that the men's room we're gonna be at my wedding. <laughs> you know, why don't we, before we forget, because oh, I yeah. agree though, we should, that might even be a fun topic on the BJ and Mix yeah. at some point, just one night that you wish you could relive. But let's listen to a little bit of Shapes, uh, because it is a cool song. If you're a fan of any kind of like just cool guitar driven rock, I think you'll dig it. I also love the uh, story about Sammy Hagar. That was that cool. That was cool, yeah. Yeah. Kind of sound like a, a song that would be on a soundtrack for a movie in the 80s. Yes, I was you know just what I thinking mean? that. Like, they're yeah. touring with White Snake. Totally oh, makes sense. You're right. This is so good. Dude, funny story where my dad, I don't know why, but everywhere we were driving, he had a radio station on that was mostly rock music, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. White Snake came on, and I go, oh, F, yeah. And my dad's like, what did you just say? <laughs> Nothing, like, Dad, sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the reaction I have whenever I hear, here I go again. <laughs>
kind of cool to hear in the headphones. Yeah. The little breakup of the guitar. stereophonic. Yeah, people listening to the podcast uh, will have a treat with their earbuds. Yeah, baby. You can almost... Can you almost hear... Like, it has like a Van Halen vibe to it. In that yeah. I can hear Sammy Hagar singing over this, too. Yeah, I can totally yeah. see that. Yeah. Not that... Not that Derek St. Holmes is doing a bad job. He sounds phenomenal. No, this is so cool. It's just vintage, like, 80s rock. Yeah, this is seriously rolling around in your eye rock. Just just, just blasting this. Totally. Sounds like you can feel that these are buddies just jamming and having fun. Like oh, that, yeah. that, there's that energy to it. Nice. That is cool. Well, I think the only, why don't we try and do some uh, voicemails, some emails, and some text messages? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, Ziggy, thank you as always. Uh, you know, I, I, maybe we'll just mix it up and do it a little bit different than we always have done it since, you know, we're still trying to figure out what we're doing with this podcast, Rev. Yeah. Um, I, you know, eventually I think things will kind of get normal again, obviously. I know some people aren't fans of a lot of interviews, but, you know, for us right now, just to kind of get back into the, the rhythm of things, the interviews do help um until we figure out what the hell we're going to do next. Yeah. I mean it's it's kind of it's kind of weird to be perfectly honest with just the two of us. It's super weird. And and you know last week was super easy because we had the last international and, and that oh, was God, those guys are so cool. Dude, the live show was so much fun. Was it? Oh. I can't even put into words how great they are live. I mean, I really I, I wrote a blog and I was like going to try and I was just like all I could write is these guys are amazing. Greatest show ever. Yeah, up there, up there, definitely in my top 10 of all time. It was better than the last time, which was great. The new drummer, Fern, I mean, he was a cool guy, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, he's replacing Brad Wilk from Rage Against the Machine. That's a big thing. He is so much better for this band than Brad Wilk. Really? And, and that's not a discredit to what Brad did, because I think the album We Will Reign is amazing, and a lot of it has to do with the drums. But Fern is so much fun to watch live. Those songs that they played in studio with drums, with electric guitar, like... I wrote in my blog, dude, if I have all, I, in a perfect world, I wish I had like a studio in my house and I could be Just like, bring them on I'm and kidnapping in, you guys. <laughs> I have beer. 
I have food. You guys aren't leaving until you record those songs. Yeah, we got some good gas station pizza we can hook you up with. Yeah, yeah, Canyon Pizza, man. Represent. Get some of that good food. Dude, it was so awesome. And and I won't I could gush forever about it. I don't wanna go on and on, but um at one point, right before they played one of their new songs, they, mm-hmm. they stopped down and they said, hey, this song, and we just want to give a quick shout out to Steve. Uh, and then Edgy goes on, and for, Delilah notices me, so she points, she's like, Steve's right over there, because I was on the side of the stage, and what's up to Mike, the security guard, I wound up talking with him, he was a cool guy. <laughs> I didn't know if he knew who he was, but at one point he just looks at me and just kind of gives, like, he puts a fist out, and he's like... Love the show. And I'm like, awesome. Nice. I always feel safer when the security guards know me. No, you, know yeah. I mean? you just never know what's going to happen. It's always, <laughs> right? I always befriend security guards. Like, And it's funny it's because call. when I first moved out here, I would go to a lot of shows at the Crocodile and became good friends with Kevin and a bunch of the other guys that worked at the Croc. They were like, hang out outside of the outside of workplace kind of a friend. Oh, yeah. And I always love going in a crocodile. Even if I went by myself, you didn't have to worry about a, an idiot drunk guy because I'm like, I remember one time some idiot drunk guy tried to get into it with me and he didn't know who I was and I didn't do anything to piss him off. He was just drunk and trying to rage. Belligerent, gosh. Yeah. And he gets in my face and I'm like, gosh. Within seconds, like six security guys just grab him and, <laughs> and carry don't worry him out. about it, Steve. And I'm like, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> this is why I am friends. Not only are they cool guys, but it's always good to befriend the security guard. Totally. So- Delilah notices me, and then she Edgy's over there, and Fern gives me the drumstick point, and nice. And then Edgy just goes on like I don't know, like maybe a couple of minutes about Whoa. how how great of a guy I am, how how uh, they've been all across the country and the world. I'm I'm hands down the he said our show's the best in all the shows they've ever been on. Well, we are the best of Western Washington, damn straight. <laughs> and it was just so like unnecessary like he could if they would have just said hey this next song's for steve that would have been more than i would have expected you know what i mean like that would have been cool well he's he's said many times uh, both the times uh that he wears his heart on his sleeve and the band does as well very much so so it's kind of cool to to show that i mean that's not just a figure of speech with him he just outpours you know gushes about you dude i mean on a soapbox (laughs) it was like you know like how like they they would get on a soapbox for like political stuff yeah he got on a soapbox for steve wow v ted smith and ryan right there Ted's just like, oh man, like he was, I think, just as fired up as I was. Like, as soon as it ended, we hugged. Like, I was just like, wow, man, that felt good. Like, it was just to, to a band that, like I, like I said last week, easily one of my favorite bands, if not my, I mean, eas- without a doubt, my favorite current band. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I obviously I have like Mother Love Bone, Faith No More, Guns N' Roses, but these guys are right there in like the list, the short list of my favorite bands of all time. And, it's crazy because, like, you're talking about the live show, and yeah. I've only been able to experience what they've been doing uh, acoustically and right. right here. But you can even see with like Fern now with all of them, they're they they mesh really well, yes. and they were just jamming, and everyone's just having a great time doing that. And just to be able to see that, and then you just talking about your experience live with them, it's just like wow. It's funny you say because like, do yourself a favor and watch the Hard Times video that I posted of their performance in here. And there's a part towards the end where they're jamming. And Edgy, who always looks serious, even though he's a very fun-loving guy, but he's got like that serious, stoic look to him. He's mm-hmm. a rock god. <laughs> like he looks at Fern, and he couldn't even stop but smile. Like yeah. it was just like, oh, this is awesome. So yeah, he's on going off, and I'm like, this is a band that like I put up on the same level as all the bands that I love. Wow. And here they are giving an insane amount of love to me in front of an audience, and unnecessary. But man. It felt great. It was like the, one of the most humbling moments of my life. Like it was just, Whoa. you know, because you don't expect that. You don't Truth, anticipate yeah. it. Like, yeah, you jokingly might dream about those kind of moments. Like, wouldn't it be cool if the band breaks it down and says what's up to our show or whatever it may be? You, you have those kind of fun fantasies in your head. You just never think it would really happen. No. And 
I could have never fantasized that it would happen to that level. Like, yeah. he took it to a whole, like, <laughs> I can't even put it into words, man. I wish, like, I'm so glad I had my phone in my pocket. I took a couple of pictures, like, really quick. I, I shot no video. I just wanted to enjoy the show and be absorbed in their music because it's so powerful. And there's, all three of them are rock stars for in their own right. Just the way that they're, totally. their stage presence. And Rev, next time they come to town, you got to come. Oh, yeah. She is just a rock goddess. He's a rock god. Fern's laying down the thunder on the drums with the old school 70s style Ludwig kit with the see-through blue. Whoa. Like kind of like, like bottom used to have the see-through orange. Yeah. See- oh man, everything Dude, you were building it. this up. Oh, so good. <laughs> it was so good. And the, and the hard time song live is, dude, that will be a monster song for them. I don't know hits. I don't know what's going to be a hit, but amongst their fan base, that's going to be the song. And it it's resonates also gonna, through all of them, yeah. And it's going to win over new fans, man. It was it was such a powerful and emotional night musically. Met a lot of Titanic douches that yeah, came. Yeah, that's fun. Dude, the best part, like I said, like, you know, I mean, I, just a whole bunch of them just like, especially as I was leaving, there's some people waiting in the merch line and I saw a few Titanic douches and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Like, that's yeah, awesome Yeah, get a t-shirt. That's great. See a few people that came specifically because they were fans of the show and uh, that was awesome. It was, it was cool to meet everybody that I got to meet. Hopefully I met all the douches that were there if not I'm sorry um, it was just kind of a whirlwind and uh, yeah it was awesome it, 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 next time they come to town obviously we'll have them on the show I, I, I got to talk with Edgy a little bit after the show I talked with Fern for a while as well and I uh, got to give a quick hug to uh, Delilah and they were all like dude that was so much fun we got so much great feedback cool and I heard from a lot of like last international fans that don't even live in Washington that reached out to me on Facebook and are just like, you have great taste in music. I'm like, well, duh, you're a fan also. <laughs> but they were like, that was a really fun interview. And I think that's what we do. We brought out like, yeah, because they're a serious politically charged band that wears their heart on their sleeve. And I think it's important for people to see that they're not, it's not like they're going to be serious around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of weird. Cause I've always like, when we, when you see some, like a band, like, like them or like rage against the machine, right. You think that, it's going to be super serious all the time and yeah. they don't know how to joke and it's it, it's hard to realize that people especially when i mean when you put them on like a pedestal like that yeah. that they're just normal people too absolutely they're just getting to um live their dream and do what they want to do yeah. and somehow still make it feasible to continue living and doing it yeah and it's a grind i mean it's a tough world for a rock band and, and hearing those stories about just the label woes and, and i watched the billboard music awards and it really dawned on me i'm like you know i know a lot of people say this and it's i disagree that rock music i don't think it's dead at all but I do think the industry wants to kill rock music. I just, uh, after it's watching, harder to it's harder to build up a band like that as opposed to just you know getting a producer in there who's done a ton of stuff, right. getting a new face on the music that's basically been the same. Yeah. So I mean, it's easier just to you know slap the next face on there. Well, we'll see if this person will market. If not, oh well, we can get a new person. Just keep rotating through that as opposed to having you know let's get four you know four people together who may or may not mesh for an indeterminate amount of time. Right. right. To see if we can put out a couple Good albums point. with them. And, and and there's no patience. There's nothing. And, no, and, and no, I don't know no. if it's it. I think it's part industry. It's part fan base. It's like we're just it's it's. I hope that eventually things turn around and and we can see the resurgence of rock music where it's like people are able to pay their bills and live a comfortable life because of the music that they make because they of mm-hmm. any band that deserves it it's those guys they do it they're everything that they're doing I think they're doing right just the way that they they the, the way that they treat their fans the way that they they the craft and their music the the heart and soul they put into it they do it the right way and and they only deserve the utmost amount of success in my opinion and and the cool part at the end of the show they jam out they're rocking at one point 
Delilah jumps into the crowd and finishes singing 1968, and that's awesome. Then she jumps back on stage, and then there's that big guitar breakdown at the end, solo. Mm-hmm. Edgy jumps into the crowd. Whoa! They're all surrounding him. He, he is such a rock god, the way he plays the guitar in front of everyone. Finished. They destroy the stage. They walk off. They come back out for an encore. It's just Delilah and an acoustic guitar. Edgy takes her microphones for the guitar and the and, and vocals, brings it down onto the floor where the crowd is. Now... Delilah's on the crowd, in the crowd, in the pit, basically. Everyone's surrounding her. Edgy's, like, right in the front, too, just to make sure nothing yeah. weird happens, which is really cool to watch. There's a lot of love between those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just does uh, one last song, uh, and it's wow. one of the newer songs, I'm Gonna Live My Life. I, I can't remember the name of it offhand, but it, it's, a, it's a really powerful song about living your life. Like, she wants to live the life that she sings in her songs. And I think that's the name of it, but it's a great song. <laughs> And she performs it, and it's almost like you're now in like a like outside on a campfire, and everyone's just surrounding her. Wow! And nobody's being weird. Everyone's respectful. That's the coolest part, man. Right. That is like just really right. cool when everyone's just vibing. And you're like, no, this is cool. We're just gonna have the camp out song. Yeah, I'm gonna be <laughs> right in the crowd with you guys, and I hope one day there's gonna be a time where they can't do that because it's just. A security too nightmare. big, yeah, right. yeah. And then we could all look back and be like, bro, we got to see that. Oh, man, dude, Rev, it was it was a great show. Props to those guys. I guess that answers an email that we got where someone says, <laughs> I saw The Last International. Thank you for introducing me to them. They were awesome. And that's from uh, Josh. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's that email. So, like I said, we got to figure some stuff out as far as – so you might hear some guests from time to time. Like I know next week I have an old, old like uh, acquaintance friend – that I worked with back in the end days that's going to come by. Her name's Karen, Karen Mason Blair. And she was basically like the photographer, like the iron mic for KISW. Oh, okay. And she's got an exhibit. And I'm not like, I know that sounds like, oh, you're going to interview a photographer. But I think it's interesting, A, to catch up with somebody that I haven't seen in over a decade, maybe 15 years. yeah. And I mean, she was around the Mother Love Bone days, the... Alice in Chains, the Pearl Jam, the Nirvana days, like pictures of all these guys. I think this is something that if you're a rock fan, you're going to want to go check out this exhibit. So we'll talk to her next week. She'll swing by and hang out with us, and that'll be fun. Yeah, a lot of times those are those are snapshots into you know the the, the lives of the rock stars. That I mean, a lot of times the photographers are kind of just flies on the wall. Yeah. Whereas like everyone knows that they're there. Yeah. But they don't ever really. I don't want to say care because that's not, I don't think that's the, the right terminology, but it's like, they're like, all right, well, they're there, they're doing their thing, but we're just going to do all the other normal stuff that we do. Right. They're almost anonymous because the camera's yeah, in yeah. their face. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of funny. Like, it's still a, a human being, but once you put a camera in their face, they almost become invisible. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, so it'll be fun to hear about that. Yeah, and then I, and then in a future episode, I think the week after that, we'll probably have my buddy Nick from uh, the draft tournament because oh, that's. Are you doing that again? Yeah, that's in oh Bremerton. Oh, it's back! It's back, and it's only a few. Like, it's about a month away. Oh gosh! So if you haven't signed up, we might even talk to him next week. Actually, we probably should, because uh, <laughs> that way, if anyone's thinking about registering, they're, they're close to selling it out. So if you play hockey at any level. Just, I mean, you could be a superstar hockey player or you just started a year, less than a year ago. I mean, they had a guy who, um, we'll talk to him about this, but they had a guy who just learned and decided to do it almost like as a challenge. I have no idea wow. how to play. And he went out there on the ice, barely knew how to skate. And he had he wrote a great blog about it. It's at uh, drafttournament.com about his experience. And it was like, he said, 
everyone welcomed him open arms. Nobody was a dick. So well, that's the thing that I, I've noticed in in hockey. I, I think even more so than other sports is that there's a camaraderie there yep. that transcends just from beyond just the, the pro side. Just yep. like every level, there seems to be that. There's a lot of if you even just try playing hockey, you get respect. I mean, obviously people give each other a hard time. It's like anything, but. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to play with guys, guys right now that are like probably going to be drafted in the NHL, like younger kids. <sighs> yeah. And wow, there's so much that they don't, they're not douches to somebody who's out there that's not very good. They're not jerks to me because I can't stop some of their shots or most of their <laughs> shots. It's just, there is something special about a hockey player. And so it'll be fun to talk to him and yeah. get everyone pumped. Man, I got to tell you though, I almost bat, I'm not. Almost. I, of course, would not bag out on this because it's one of the most fun weekends I do in mm-hmm. Bremerton. But I got a text from my buddy, uh, and you know him too, AJ Francis, from formerly yeah. the Seahawks. He's now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh. Got a text from him last night, and he's like, hey, bro, you should fly down to Vegas for money in the bank. I'm going. We should go. <laughs> and I'm like, my first thing was, well, wife's going to be pissed about this, but yes. But yeah. And then I looked at the dates, and it's the same weekend as the draft tournament. Oh. I'm like, oh. I was like, any other weekend, man, I'd be there. Let me know about a future one. He's like, oh, absolutely. We're, we're we going to hang. So we know where Steve's loyalties lies on the uh, wrestling and hockey, hockey hierarchy. First. <laughs> hockey first. Barely. Barely. Trust me. Like I haven't fully, I only paid half so far for the tournament. I almost was going to be like, you know what? I can't make it. But I'm like, no. I, that, that's like, it's like a high school reunion with people that I like. So I got to be there. <laughs> that's a good way to put that. It really is. And I, I know that there'll be another opportunity for me and I. Uh, AJ to, to get together. I missed a guy. I'm really bummed that he's not going to be on the Seahawks this year. Yeah, but at least, I mean, he gets to fulfill one of uh, Michelle's fantasies and seeing the uh, uh, seeing the ship shoot off the cannons when the Bucks score a touchdown. Very true. Very true. <laughs> and and he's a, he loves Florida, so I'm really happy for him because that's where he, I'm, when we hung out in at WrestleMania, he said that, you know, he loved Seattle. But he wouldn't probably end up making that his home because he likes the hot weather. He likes okay, his family's yeah, all yeah. in DC, so Florida would seem to be a perfect place for him, and that was where he was thinking about setting up shop when he retired. So it's cool that he's there. Yeah, and um, it's even yeah, it's even better if you're on the East Coast and you're from the East Coast to have all of that. And WrestleMania is in Florida next year, and we already talked Ooh. about that. I'm like, bro, if I go, Dude, I, like, you better like, have a guest bedroom, like the Miami area. Yeah. Ooh, because, dude, when we went there for the radio convention, yeah. I I mean, as much as I've loved Chicago, yeah. uh, that was, I think, the most fun. Oh, I agree. Like, it was just... Well, like, that's the one we get to bring our significant others to. Yeah, that does really help fun. a lot. It yeah. did make it fun. Just to be able to be with her and uh, swim in the ocean. I mean, yep. it was a little bit stormy because it was at the beginning of hurricane season because I guess it started oh, early. Right. And we got to deal with We went out to dinner and had that torrential downpour yep. that we just had to sit there and wait for it to pass because it was raining so hard. I forgot. You guys, we all went together for that one. My wife and I went to a, a radio convention by ourselves one yeah. year because BJ couldn't go. And it was also at the same place. And that time, the weather was perfect. I oh, wish wow. Because the water was warm. Oh, the water was still warm. Right. It was it still was, great. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, dude, that, that, that was like the, the dilemma last night. I was like, oh. And I was telling my wife about it. She's like, <laughs> you couldn't go to Vegas without me. I still want to see Britney Spears. And you can't go without me. And oh, yeah. I was like, babe, 
I could say I, I could lie to you right now and say, of course, babe, I wouldn't go without you. But in all honesty, if I wasn't doing the hockey tournament, <laughs> I would, the, 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 the flight would have been booked. The hotel would have been booked before you woke up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about the show like those secret purchases. And you just yeah. be like, well, this one isn't so secret. But yeah, just to let you know this was going to happen. Heads up. I'm going to money in the bank, babe. And it's going to be a great <laughs> Seth Rollins is back. Oh, speaking of wrestling, you know, we did get a. Uh, since we're going to just kind of bounce around with these I, until we figure things out, I just feel, feel like it's not fair to do the exact same show without Toppy and Nick, to be honest with you. Yeah, it just totally. doesn't feel right. So, you know, we'll try and get to all the voicemails, the text messages, and emails, but we'll just mix it up. We won't just do one section at a time. So, Rev, I'm going to keep you on your toes. Oh, goodness. Uh, we did get an email, and this one came from David, and he said, Did you see Ric Flair on Raw crying last night? What? Charlotte, your girl, Charlotte dominated on the microphone. Bro, I didn't see it until I saw this email, and I'm like, okay, I got to grab it. It fits our quota for wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. Charlotte, who we've had on our podcast, who is a sweetheart. Yeah, she seems uh, super awesome. We even had her on the Megacast with Ted, and both of us were ready to run through a wall for the woman because she, like, gave, like, this great, like, just went on a, a soapbox, per se, about just life in general, and I was like, man, you could be a motivational speaker. Like, she's incredible when... You hand her the microphone. I mean, so much so that, that Rick rarely is even on the microphone when, with, you know, because right now the whole thing is she's the women's champ. She's a bad girl. Not in that way. Not in a bad girl kind of way. I know um, what you mean. <laughs> but she's a heel as a people. Mm-hmm. In the, I hate saying the, the I, I'm like the worst wrestling fan. Like, they, well, like, you don't want to be. I'm not a mark. Yeah, don't you don't want to come off as one of those know-it-alls who is going to be like essentially like a Star Wars fan, right. where you're like correcting everything. You just want everyone to have a good time. I just don't. I don't agree with that. I remember seeing like a, a certain wrestler said, it, and it really resonated. Like you know, it's like only wrestlers and people in the industry should be using the wrestling terms. And I think it is a good point. Like not, I don't. I don't begrudge anyone who does, but like. I mean, I know people call them the Smarks, and I, obviously I'm a mark for wrestling. I'm obsessed with wrestling. I love wrestling, but I don't want to be the guy that's like heel and babyface, and you know, let's mm-hmm. talk about you know the, the ratings. I just want to be entertained, man. That's what I love about AJ Francis. He's like the same mentality as me. Like we don't get all worked up into the behind the scenes politics of it all. Well, yeah. So you know, Rick is a great like he's been great with her because she's basically been on the mic and he's kind of like just there but like you know he's Ric Flair and it adds to the bad girl bad guy persona that she is but yesterday it came down to a final to a screeching halt and she she dumps him what and dude like you can't do that it's your dad you look it up on YouTube to watch the full <laughs> five minute clip because I mean, you could tell like she's struggling not to cry when he's crying because Rick's already an emotional guy. I think with his daughter, like when yeah, she won is. the championship, he's bawling, and I think that's real tears. And I think even in this, like, it's not like obviously he's not like really hated by his own daughter, but she's hitting on some like serious stuff. And I edited it down, but like she goes on a whole tangent about how you were never around for Christmases, you were never around for Ooh. birthdays, like really just kind of. Laying into him, and I always love when wrestling does blur the line of reality and fiction. I think that's when wrestlers are at their best. Yeah. I think that's that's why we love guys like Daniel Bryan. That's why we love guys like CM Punk. And I think that's why people really are, without a doubt, I think she's one of the best superstars in the WWE right now. And I'm not just saying with women. Like, she is amazing on the mic. So here's that moment where she just tells Pops to beat it and even says... There's a great line. Like she says, you know, a lot of people look at you as like you're immortal. To me, you're dead. Let's check it out. I just want to convey to you as a father and everybody out here will understand 
how proud I am of you. Get out of my ring! Ooh. Yeah. What are you, hard of hearing? I said get out! <laughs> Do you know what it's like walking into a room and just saying, hey, look, that's Ric Flair's daughter. You can hear it breaking down a little bit. No, you know yeah. who you are? You're Charlotte's dad. I know it was awesome. I mean, but like at first she's doing her thing and everyone's doing the what's. And she even said, don't want me one more time. And I, of course, get some. But at some point it stopped. And that's when you realize, wow, she's got the crowd. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When they're not playing their own games and they're listening to what she's saying. Yeah. Whew, right. Damn. There's some goosebumps there. Yeah. Like when she like when you're like, yeah, there's she's starting to break up. Yeah. Her voice is cracking because. Dude, that's got to be hard. Right. Like, even if you're doing a show, it's still your dad, and you got to throw it out like that. And they're bringing Oof. up real emotional stuff. I would imagine that that is, a, you know, growing up, your dad's not around. That's something that's going to stick with you. I yeah. Mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's like a real life thing right there. Uh, so, wow. I thought that was amazing. I watched it today, right before we came in. There was a few parts where I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. But then I'm listening, and I'm like, whoa, Charlotte's bringing it. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that was, that was like I said, goosebumps. Dude, WWE's been really, I mean, since WrestleMania, it's been so much fun to watch. Back on the uptick? Huge. Great, great nice. action, great stories that are going on. Dude, obviously, there's things you could question, but I'm not going to get all worked up in it. Like I said, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I like to be entertained. If I don't like something, I just move on and I, I'm like, all right, well, that wasn't a segment what? I wasn't digging. In the day of the internet, I know that I is should, not feasible, sir. You're right, Rev. I should go on there and demand my money back. <laughs> Yeah. For what? I don't know, but I want my money back. <laughs> that nice, affordable WWE network price. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's going to work. I do have a question. I mean, I don't know. Because like, I've been a WWE network subscriber since day one. Okay. A mm, couple years ago, I think it was like in December, I subscribed the minute you could. I didn't even bother with the free trial. I'm like, just take my money. <laughs> take it. And I've been you know very happy it. with the product. Don't like. I'm, mm-hmm. This is not a complaint about the product, but... There is something that kind of gets under my skin, and I don't know, like, like part of me would like to complain, but I'm like, can't, because I don't want to be that guy. But, you know, they constantly are offering a free month subscription mm-hmm. all the time. Hey, yeah. month free if you just sign up, and I'm sure I could do the, I'm going to cancel them, you know. Yeah. And, but I'm like looking at it, I'm like, I feel like I've, as a, like as someone who's been there since day one, I feel like they owe us something for those that like, you know what I mean? I see what you're saying, but I mean, that's, that's the weird thing because, uh, I've seen it on the end of like, uh, you know, Michelle used to work in the video game industry. Right. Well, she still does, but at a different company. Okay. And like, it would be those things where people paid uh, paid a lot of money to get on the earliest version of the game. And it's like the, the tag was, oh, you can help us build it and stuff like that. And those people, um, you know, a year or uh, even somewhere, you know, two years down the line when the game goes on sale, mm-hmm. they're just, they're the ones that are like, oh, I paid this much and did that and stuff. It's like, bet you've gotten right. your stuff out of it. No, you're right. And it's, and I, but I understand where you're coming from. I don't even want a free, I don't want money. 
Like send me like a mug or something. Yeah, or, or, something just, like- or maybe just like, hey, you've been doing this. You know, you've been right. subscribing for this long consecutively. Here's a month free. Or yeah, or something uh, yeah. like that, or, or just you know, or yeah, even just like a T-shirt. Yeah, or, go yeah. through your closet of all the ones that you're trying to get rid of. Like I see the sales; sometimes they're like five dollars, and just be like, "Hey, man, thanks for the loyal, you know, being a loyal customer of the network. What's your shirt size and your address? <laughs> Here's a Hornswoggle T-shirt of every size. We'll find every guy that we don't have on the roster anymore, and you can get every one of their T-shirts. I'm fine with it. It's just, <laughs> it just makes me feel like you care." Like, you understand that I've been there. I've been loyal. Yeah. I never gave up on you. Oh, yeah. That's the problem, though, man. The businesses, they got you. And they know even, they got you for life. I know. And I don't even use words like baby face and heel. <laughs> you got to give me something. Give me that Dolph Ziggler heel shirt, then. The hashtag heel. I want it. I love it. I earned it. I deserve <laughs> I it. I earned it. <laughs> hey, why don't we check out a voicemail? All right. What's up, douches? Guido here. Hi, Guido. A couple things. Uh, Migs, if you haven't gone to Carl's Jr. and tried their uh, pretzel breakfast sandwich, I highly what? suggest it. The fellow pretzel connoisseur, the thing is damn tasty. <sighs> Second of all, I have proof that the rep is, in fact, a million-dollar man and did win money oh, no. on the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, <laughs> after he went for his taping, I noticed that uh, Homeboy was on his computer a lot more playing video games. And anybody who plays uh, PC games know that you have to have an updated rig to enjoy any of the new games. Wow. And uh, thinking that's what he did. He got yeah. himself a new computer, started playing some games on it. So, yeah, I know the boy's rich. So, uh, you know, spread some love, man. <laughs> anyway, guys, have a good day. Peace. Yeah, Guido. Uh, well, first off, uh, it, no matter what amount of money that I won, which is next week, by the way. I can't believe it's here. I know. I'm... How happy are you that it's finally here? I'll be happy when it's over, and yeah. then we can I can just talk about it. Right, like that's the hardest part. Like it's it's telling everyone everyone's being like, oh, you can tell me, and it's like, no, I can't tell you because if somehow that gets out, like, and they basically said like you can tell whomever, but like not via social media. But at this point, I'm not going to say anything. Why risk it? Right. And uh, they 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 put the fear of God into you. They're just like, we will sue you. We'll take away your money. We will do this and that and this. And they have you sign pages and pages of legal notes right. before, like, the first thing you get in there is they show you where the dressing room is, and they sit you down in there, and all 20 people in there are filling out documents. Makes sense, though, and, for this reason. Yeah, and exactly it's that, because they don't want people running around saying, oh, yeah, I did this and did that. Well, dude, I'm not even noticing, like, I mean, I'm sure you've gotten it, too, and it's like, you know, not to keep harping on the bummer that no longer having Toppy and Nick with us, but, like, I'll get random texts from people now, like, that are friends, but, like, not close friends, and they'll be like, yeah. Bro, what really happened, man? Like, just tell him. You could tell me. It's cool. I'm like, no, I can't. It's not fair to anybody involved in this situation if I tell you what really happened. Not, you know, I don't have all the details anyway. But like, it's like, no. It's kind of one of the things I like about being where I am at this point in time. Right. I I'm not privy to all that information. Right. What what we've said out there is what. I was told, and I'm okay with that because they're friends, and I don't want to get into that stuff. Right. So, yeah, for the people that are, like, texting and or sending messages, like, between you and me, like, no. Like, look, it's not about you. It's not about you being more special than somebody else. You're getting the same answer I would tell my mom. Yeah. I mean, it's because that's all I know, and what little more I do know, it's not... I don't want to bring it up, and it's not fair to anybody, and it's no different. Like, yeah, hey, Rev, come on, between you and me, tell me, did you win money? Did you get yeah, this? It's like, exactly. Eh, no, I mean, we joke about it, but I never once pulled Rev aside and been like, bro, 
I won't no. tell anyone. I the people, I, I came to this conclusion even with like what was going on with all the stuff with what we've been dealing with here and the people that like constantly like keep harping, like want to know, want to know, want to know. Those are the people that are going to tell other people. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like someone like, why do you need to know that bad? Like, why do you need to know whether or not you won? You're going to find out eventually. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't, what does it matter in the grand scheme of things of your life? Yeah. So it's like that part just always makes my head hurt. I like certain things. Like I was back in the day, I was kind of a smart, but I never got all you know, smarmy about it with wrestling. Yeah. Um, but it's like I love reading all this stuff on the internet. Oh, uh, yeah, about it's fun. Like, and like even with like uh, the behind the scenes stuff or like our favorite shows, the spoiler stuff. Spoilers don't really bother me that much as long as it's on my own terms. Like I will go and seek out the articles and stuff to do that. Right. There's certain shows where you don't want to be spoiled obviously. exactly um but it's just like i don't i don't i don't need to know these things just so i can go blabber them out and that just like you said it seems like that's the only reason why people would want to do it it's funny because like it happened with the pay-per-view i just watched the extreme rules uh from speaking of wrestling one last thing and then we're done with it i promise <laughs> i'm sure um I watched it like about on like a ten minute delay because I started a little bit late, and so I'm watching it all. And then I watched the last match with Roman Reigns and AJ Styles, and I'm like, "Oh, cool! Everything's good. I saw what happened." Now I'm on Twitter just to kind of read people's. I love hearing what people's opinions are. Yeah, because I really thought the match was amazing, but I know everyone hates Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, I did notice that on the internet. <laughs> so I'm reading all this, and it's like that's another thing that AJ Francis and I bond about. We both are AJ. Uh, we're both Roman Reigns fans, and awesome. we're, we're very supportive of him, and, <laughs> and we think it's stupid that people get so worked up about the fact that he's the guy. He's not He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's the guy. As the he guy. Says. Well, I go on there not realizing, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet, that Seth Rollins comes in at the end after his long injury. Swerve. And, well, he just comes in. Gives the pedigree to uh, Roman Reigns and then grabs the belt. He's like, I'm back for my belt because he got injured Ooh. while he was the champion. Oh, okay, okay. And what an awesome moment to be surprised by. Well, I spoiled wah, it. Because I didn't realize <laughs> that the show wasn't fully over yet. Come on, it's wrestling. You know that. I thought they had the music playing. It was just a matter of seconds before they showed that WWE logo at the bottom left-hand screen and they fade to black. And without... Mm, maybe 20 seconds before he comes out is when I first, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, man, Seth Rollins makes an appearance. Then, boom. Boom, there he is. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Whoops. I gotta wait till they fade to black. <laughs> That's the lesson learned. Uh, let's check out a, a text message. Uh, this okay. one says, went back and listened to the Follow Me Nerf Herder episode. And also, you can email us, uh, themigscast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail or a text message at 253-271-4787. Uh, Went back and listened to the Follow Me Nerf Herder episode. One of my favorites because you guys started jamming a Van Hagar for most of the episode. <laughs> Much to the Rev's dismay. Yeah. Such a dynamic between you four may never be replicated and will be greatly missed. Love Toppy and Nick Fro or as they said, five ever or forever. Uh, <laughs> but we'll keep listening to the cast. Stay positive. Thank you. Uh, I think that's great. I mean, I, I think it's great that you're going to continue to listen. I never understand the people that are like, I'm mad about what happened, so I'm never listening again. Well, it's like, we're still here. We're still trying to do what yeah. we do. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not like as if we have any ill will towards them. And I would, I, you know, from my conversations with Toppy and, you know, haven't had a chance to talk, talk to Nick yet, um, but I, I don't know if you have. No, just a, a couple of text messages. I yeah. think, I mean, at this point, I figure he's just kind of processing stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, it's like if he wants to reach out to me, I'm hoping to see him at Magic tournaments. Yeah. Like, and definitely go and uh, hang out on that end. So hopefully that'll happen. But 
is on time. Yeah, that's, and that's kind of where I'm at. I obviously know that like it's not fun. This is a whole situation for anybody, and and it's like. People process things differently. Absolutely. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for the message. And that was a fun podcast. And that's when we got to <laughs> become friends on Twitter with uh, Nerf Herder, Rev and I. So oh, it's a yeah. very special podcast. Nerf Herder's great. Uh, Faith, speaking of that, uh, I think this will be the last one we talk about when it comes to uh, the, the the Rev Toppy stuff, at least from from the messages we have. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the podcast today, talking about the one where we had with uh, BJ. Oh, yeah. We've been a little bit behind in our messages. Knowing you guys miss them as much as us and sharing your feelings without having to hurry for a commercial or song meant a lot. Love you guys and the show. Thank you, Faith. We appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, one more text, and then we'll switch it around. Try calling calling Oats again. I tried it the other day, and it works. And then he gave us the number. Oh. Do we dare try, Rev? Uh, I think we can try this. Okay. So, yeah, if you don't know, there was a minute where there was this thing going on where you could call a phone number and it would play a Hall & Oates song, I think. Yeah. Or something. And it was called Call & Oates. (laughs) So the number is 719. You might have to pin it on one. 266-2837. Is it going to work? Welcome to Call & Oates. Your emergency Hall and Oates helpline. Nice. To hear one on one, please press one. To hear Rich Girl, please press two. Ooh, Rich Girl. To hear Manita, please press Ooh. three. To hear Privatize, please press four. They're watching you. I'm going three. I'm in. Yeah. Colin Oates. Okay, this might be the greatest thing ever. This is pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, you could just call and... I hope it changes it up. Yeah, change songs up. So, again, the number is 719-266-2837. Call in Oats. There's a long lead-in for this. This is on Rock Band. I've played it a lot. I remember the video, man. This was, like, the song that... Oh, cause it had the Panther in I, it. I'm shocked that this made me fall in love with the band, but it did. Saxophone, bro. And just like, watch out, cause he'll chew you up, or she'll chew she'll you up. She'll chew you up. Not him. Yeah, yeah. That makes it a lot weirder. This is so stupid and awesome. I mean, you could totally just. Or Spotify or something. Oh yeah, pull up a way better quality version. But it wouldn't be as awesome. True. It just shows that this is a whole song too. Somebody created a phone number, an automated system. And have this. It's just funny. I mean, it's just funny that this is what somebody did. Here she comes. She's a man eater. Wouldn't it be funny if one of the other numbers, um, like if you hit one, two, or four, it would Rick roll you? That was what the rev would do. I would. Do you think it's the whole song? I think it is. All right, well, while it's playing, we'll... Uh, <laughs> see, I'll we just put any... this down a little bit, see if yeah. it goes all the way through. See if it just hangs up on us at the end. Let's finish up. Okay, we have a couple more text messages. Uh, hey, guys. Talk NATO here. Thanks again for accompanying me to my mom's, in the quotes. Uh, we, 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 he joined, we joined him in his car as he listens to the oh, podcast. Oh, okay, okay. I got her hooked on the podcast as well. She loves it. <laughs> I gave her your number. She might leave you a voicemail. Oh, Winky my gosh. Face. Thanks again to all of you. Love the show. That's going to be awesome. I hope we get a voicemail from her. Right? Well, why don't we check? Let's see what the next voicemail is. 
What's up, douches? It's the Jester. Well, uh, normally I've been listening to the podcast and been enjoying the vet line, and uh, I haven't really had anything to vent about myself Uh-oh. until today. Dun, dun, dun. I'm here at work, taking a piss at the urinal. I take a step backwards after taking, do, doing my due diligence, making sure I'm all done. I take one step backwards, making a full step, and I bump into the guy waiting for the arm line. What the hell is that? I honestly just had to turn around and say, what the f***? Uh-huh. Holy crap, man. That was, my bubble went pop, and I was not cool with it. So I let him know, and uh, yeah, I had to vent to somebody because, Jesus Christ, man, let's just be cool. No. All right, guys, well, bye, come to You got to give somebody some space. Yeah. Like, that's just weird. Yeah. Like, just really, really weird. Like, uh. Why would you be that close to somebody? I just love that the saxophone solo went while he yeah, told the story. Yeah, to it's still quick going aside, on. I yeah. thought that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, the weirdest experience I ever had in a bathroom in regards to something like that was in, like, high school when a guy was trying, he had to use the bathroom, and you I was there? going, and I was at the urinal, and in order to get me to move out of the way, he stood right behind me, like, like, heel to toe. That and, guy deserves to get peed on his shoes. Uh, and I was just like, what the? All right. And I just got the hell out of there. I did. I just stopped midstream and then just went to another bathroom. I was like, fine, whatever you win, I'm out. I have a, I wonder what your opinion is on this. Because like, as you guys know, you, you give me a hard time because I you know, take showers with dudes at the hockey <laughs> locker room. You pee on them. Yeah, not really. But, you know, so there's a bathroom at the rink. And in the bathroom, it's like a single person bathroom. It's got, a, and you see this sometimes in restaurants or wherever. It has a urinal. I think even at like Chipotle. Oh, the song's over? The song's over. I wonder what's going to happen. We're still on the line. Nope, nope. Oh, they just hang and up on they, you. Yeah, it you just know, hangs up on you. I'm surprised they wouldn't offer you an opportunity to listen to one of the other songs. No, no, they just, it's one at a time and you have to read out. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, so, like, I know at like Chipotle, they have a bathroom like that, at least the one by the Tacoma Mall. So, you got the urinal, you got the toilet, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so sometimes, like, I'm in the bathroom at the rink. I don't bother locking the door, closing the door. It's like you're just going to take a quick pee yeah. and then get back into the locker room or whatever. I'm peeing. Someone will come in and then use the toilet to pee in the toilet. No one has sat down for number two? No, that would be really weird. That would be super weird. But isn't it kind of weird? Like, cause it's Oh, like, yeah. It is still kind of weird. Yeah. But... It's is it has it ever been someone that you didn't know? Yes. Ooh. Okay. No. When it's someone I know, I don't care because they'll, yeah. they'll they'll joke. They're like, "Look, I know it's weird, but I got to go." Yeah. Fine. But when it's someone I don't know, I think it's a little like, "All right, yeah. bro, we're not that close yet. We haven't even showered together." Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be weird. Yeah. I w- I would be like, I would seriously at that point, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" Just because that. But also, I, I lock the door all the time. That, so shame on me. Yeah, I, I would like, especially if it had happened a couple of times, and you've realized that now people uh, have no issue with coming in. And at that point, they might even be on the outside. They'd be like, "Hey, hey, Steve's in there. You know he doesn't lock the door. Let's see if we can creep him out." Yeah, let's see how far we can take this. <laughs> so yeah, I would just lock it. Speaking of awkward situations, I have a great story. I almost forgot all about when I was in New Jersey. My uncle shared this story with me. So oh my uncle and my aunt, they came over one night and they were all hanging out and we were having a great time, laughs. My wife was like, the minute she meets my uncle Peter, she was like blown away by just how high energy he is. Like. Just jokes. He's over the top. Like, he's just that guy. And when you start laughing at his jokes, it feeds into him more. Oh, yeah. And it just, he's like the loud mouth Italian. Hey, yo, blah, 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 hey, blah, yo. blah, blah. I, I got stories. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, 
laughing the entire time. We're having a great time. It's after my dad's party. We're all just hanging out at my mom and dad's house, drinking coffee, having a, a Coronas. It was cool to have a couple Coronas with my uncle. <laughs> he shares this story that blew our minds, and I couldn't stop laughing. I had to write it down because I was like, this is just the most unbelievable story. Oh, do tell. It's a, it's a valuable lesson when it comes to uh, parental controls on your cable. So <laughs> they, have a, they have a nine-year-old daughter. Okay. And so- like most parents, you know, you got your cable. It's a little, it's a different cable variety than here. It's on the East Coast, but you have a parental control. Well, he comes home and learned a valuable lesson that when the power goes out and everything reboots, you have to reset your parental controls. Okay. So that means you got to re- go through it all. Well, no one knows that until, until the you worst to- possible thing could happen. Lockout? Lock. So the parental control's gone. Yeah. Comes home, hears some weird sounds out of oh, the living room. Oh, no. I just figured it would just lock itself, not no. just completely unlock. No. So their nine-year-old daughter is, oh, at, in, no. is in a room watching television. The mom's preoccupied, I think, doing laundry or something like that. You know, you don't, you don't have to watch your kid 24-7. You're in the house. It's not yeah. like you left him alone. He hears, he comes home from work, he hears moaning. He's like, what in the hell am I? Right. Wow. Gets a little bit closer. He's like, "What? what is this? Walks in. His nine-year-old is watching full-on porn. No! Just sitting there. Like, I think, doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah, but at the same point. Right. Uh, you, oh. So he's losing his mind. He's like, what is going on? He gets to his wife. What is she doing? She's like, I don't know. Why? And so they go in there. Wow. And here's the best part, dude. Oh my god. You know what the name of the porn was? Oh no. Balls deep. What? I like now you have to have that talk. Right. Right? I mean Right. Oh my gosh. Oh bro, I was dying. I'm like I no. mean, yeah, it's funny right now because you're not the one having to deal with it. I'm not the parent. God, that's why I don't ever want to be a parent. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. I don't really want to be a parent. Well just hey, <laughs> for, for the douches out there that have kids. Remember this. If your power goes out, check and make sure your parental I don't know how oh Comcast because I don't God. have any parental locks on anything. I don't need a parental lock, although Maybe I should for like the card. I should do a parental lock on all the stupid channels my wife watches. Like E. Yeah, E. <laughs> Bravo. Any of those. And she'll be like, I can't get on these channels. I'm like, well. <laughs> well, maybe it's because I did something I to put a it. parental lock on it. You can't, you can't watch them now. And good luck finding out what it is. And hopefully the power doesn't go out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how it is here, but it, just keep that in the back of your mind. It's a valuable lesson. A PSA. I just figured that it would revert back to like, well, here's a code. It's like. Every time you go to factory reset, it would be like, you know, zero, 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 zero. No. But it's still there. It's gone. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Just keep that, that in the sucks. back of your head. That really sucks. Let's check out another voicemail. I think we're on number two. Uh, we done. This is the third. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we did the Jester. Yep. Right. Hey, guys. This is Sturgis from Montana. Just calling. Heard you guys talking about the right twigs, left twigs, and do not quote me, but okay. I want to say the commercials came out around the time of Twilight. Oh, so it was either, oh, like you Team know, Edward and Team, that makes sense. Team Jacob, Snowden. Team Edward, and then Twix got on board and tried to make some money. So capitalism sucks. <laughs> I could see them doing that with like uh, Team Caramel versus Team Peanut Butter for the Twix. Right. But right and left, it's just dumb. It's a stretch. Like it's extra dumb. Right. Like, there's, there's no winners. No, you can have a lot of fun with Caramel versus Peanut Butter. I'd go Peanut Butter. I see. I wouldn't with By Twix. A hair. I wouldn't with Twix. 
Mm. Like if I want peanut butter and chocolate, I'll go for a peanut butter cup or Reese's Pieces. Twix, I, I like that caramel. And it's I good. Used, that, that used to be my favorite candy when we were younger because you get two. Yep. I mean, it was just by the numbers. Like it doesn't matter what size it is. Of course, at the same point, I'd also love the big hunk, even though I really didn't like it. I never like had it. the big hunk. They're just big. It's a big marshmallow thing that just takes forever to eat. Oh, but it was gigantic. What was the other one that's like, like the big hunk? Is that the Charlestown Chew? Uh, Charleston Chews, yeah. They had the three different flavors, but they were super long. Yeah. So it was just like you, it felt like you were getting more. But it wasn't very satisfying. The only reason why it was satisfying is because it took forever to eat. Yeah, because you're chewing forever. Right. And yeah, that was like. And that's why I kind of don't like caramel anymore. Ever since, like, I've had, it's like an adult problem. Ever since I've had to have, you know, work on my teeth. Yeah. Like, I don't want to ruin that. Yep. Because it costs so much money. I spent so much money, and I've, this this year, because I'm like, well, I've got benefits. I don't use them. I need to make sure and do all of these things. And then I realized that I had the wrong benefits package for, oh. I had the lowest for my dental, mm-hmm. which uh, didn't cover everything. No. And so, uh, yeah. The highest, which I had, barely covers everything. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I guess uh, I'll be planning my stuff a year in advance. It's like, <laughs> do I need major dental work this year? Okay, then I'll get the upper one. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, I still have some things I need to get done that I just keep pushing off because I'm like, there's, uh, there's bigger fish to Oh, fry. yeah. They're like, come back for cleanings. And I'm like, next year. Yeah. When, <laughs> when the uh, deductible is uh, back and all the other stuff. And... I'll clean it myself. I'll be good. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, I grabbed it because I, I knew we had a, a voicemail from Sturgis when I was loading up the voicemails. And I was like, you know, I, we haven't played the Migs cast anthem that he wrote, the Titanic Douche oh, anthem. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a, a shorter version just so that for those that haven't heard it, I figured it'd be a cool moment just to kind of spotlight one of our fine, creative Titanic douches. His name is Sturgis. I believe he lives in. Montana, if I remember correctly. He's yeah, he just do- said that. He's been doing a podcast <laughs> as well. So, I mean. Really? I didn't realize you know what's that. what's cool is that we have a couple guys that are doing now podcasts based on the fact that uh, our podcast, which I think is really, really cool. Like, I think there's, Sturgis has been doing one from time to time. Um, Sal. Yeah, Sal. I was trying to remember that. Not he, playing stupid. Yeah, he posts that on the Migscast yeah. page as well. That's I super highly, cool. Hey, anyone who does a podcast, don't, I know some, and, and he's done it and everyone's done it. They've reached out to me to say, is it cool if I promote it on the Migscast page? I'm like, yeah, man, we're a community and it's awesome to give people more more podcasts to listen to. I always like trying to introduce people to other podcasts. Like, I, you know, whether it be, obviously I'm obsessed with a lot of wrestling podcasts from Cheap Heat to uh, Sam Roberts wrestling podcast. I was stoked that I got the Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, Jim Ross, Stone Cold. <laughs> oh my wrestling with Depression, Marty DeRosa, who's uh, Colt Cabana's friend. Obviously Colt Cabana, that's another great podcast, uh, The yeah. Art of Wrestling. Uh, but I've been really hooked on Marty DeRosa's. I think you'd dig it as well. He had an interview with Matt Stryker that was so powerful. Well, I have I have a commute now, so that's definitely something that I can do. <laughs> it's cool because he interviews wrestlers. They talk about depression because uh, he battles it. A lot of people do, and all of us do, uh, all of us in some way, shape, or form probably do. Uh, some worse than others. And he gets really into some interesting, like with Matt Stryker, Matt talks about just some heavy, heavy stuff. Um, Damn. Uh, just like, you know, people doing bad things when he was younger, and uh, it's... It, like, I mean, you're almost battling tears while you're listening, but it's like so interesting and powerful because it's like, it's uplifting because, you know, throughout all the crap, how do we get through it? How do we survive? How do we get by? And, and be stronger in the end. Right. I mean, that's so the that, hardest part. So that, that, that's that been another podcast that I've been really hooked on. I just downloaded another podcast. Uh, man. I, you I, are I, a junkie. I love it. Well, because I, that, like, I, I drive a lot. Yeah. So, uh, it's called Guys We Effed. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. And I haven't really spent a lot of time listening to it just yet. Uh, but basically, it's these two girls. They want to end slut shaming, 
And so they interview guys that they've banged in the past. Hmm. Whether it be one night stands, whether it be uh, long term relationships, and it's really just about that. Like I said, I've only listened to a little bit of the first, uh, first, the most recent one, but they have like a ton of episodes. But it seems kind of an interesting and potentially uber awkward yes. moment where it's just like, yeah, this is a one night stand, and why didn't it work out? Well, you farted. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, you totally did. Like, yeah, I don't remember that. Well, that guy, you're kind of wasted. Well, one of them, one of the episodes, <laughs> I think it's even called like the One Minute Man or something along those lines. So, like, yeah, that's why I like, yeah. So, like, if if you're doing a podcast, um, the, the Chronic Cast, which is another guy that listens to the podcast, uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's really, really cool. And it's beat. I think the fact that some of these guys started their podcasts because they were inspired by what we do yeah. is like. It's 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 very humbling. So thank you, and continue to spread the good word about your podcast, and and yeah. and, and do it on the Mixed Cats page on Facebook. All right. So where were we? Sturgis. Sturgis. Let's listen to a little bit of the song that he wrote for us. I edited it down, just a, a real quick clip, but just so that people could get a taste of it. And if you just look him up on online, I think he's on Reverb Nation and places like that. Cool. Just type in Sturgis, and you should be able to find it. Yeah. Sturgis. Sturgis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This track is for my homies. Keeping it positive. <laughs> Suck it. Right. Suck it. Shaking babies, kissing hands, douches across the land. Suck it, cause Steve Miggs wants you to suck it. Yeah, yeah. Miggs cash, dun 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 dun, MP3 like currency. Suck it, you Titanic douches, sudden cupids fall in love with the art form. Keep your brain using tools to make work better or boredom drain like fluid. Inject another dose of Miggs cash, a juicy fluid. Yeah, so don't mind crazy Sherry, she's just a Titanic crazy nerdy money douche. So suck it, manic. Depressant never happens. Don't stress the message. Cause it's positive vibes from the big sky. Bless it. Yeah. I love the beat too. It's good. Heavy. Titanic douches must trust. But the biggest cast will keep your positivity up. Yeah. Maybe maybe Crazy Star Sherry should be the new member of the Mixed Cast. Oh my gosh. Stay I don't know if we can handle sucky. every day with her. No. Every week, no. every month. We got to call her one of these days. Not today, Oh, though. heck yeah. Yeah, maybe in a future one. Like in a couple of weeks, we'll get uh, Crazy Sherry on. I love it when she calls in just to the main show. Because it's just like instantly, it's like, yep, guess who's going to the front of the line? It's like a shot of coffee and adrenaline for me. As soon as BJ goes- You don't know what she's going to say. Well, I never know she's even on the line. Like, honestly, like when BJ's like, hey, Steve, guess who's on the line? It's either going to be the Radical Russian or it's going to be Crazy Sherry. And either one makes my morning. Yeah. So, yeah. These guys are great. Yeah. So, we'll have to probably catch up with Crazy Sherry at some point. All right. Let's check out another voicemail. Hi. This is Mama- uh, what do you call your name, Dwayne? Uh, Hawknado. Oh! Mama Hawknado. Yes! My son listens to you all the time. And first of all, I tell you, the rabbit is for real. Oh. I'm even scared of it. The big bunny. Oh, After okay. all this time, I'm even scared of it. That's it's funny. big. Uh, I like his show. I like. Um, he played a whole bunch for me. 
and it's nice to hear him on your show. And it's too bad you're not on TV because I would watch you on TV every time you're on without fail. You guys are funnier than all get out. Oh. Love you. I love you. Mama Oknado. Bye-bye. That was awesome. Okay. That, that was be, sweet. That might be the best voicemail we've ever received. Yeah. That was, that was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got to get a TV show going just for Ma- Mama oh, Harkado. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Well, well, hey, watch we'll, The Rev on Monday. He's going to oh, be on the yeah. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, exactly. Have her uh, have her watch me and see if I if I still hold up uh, the candle for someone who should be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> That is awesome, man. <laughs> hey, Dwayne Hognado, thank you for connecting us with your mom. Yeah, that's mom, cool. Anytime you want to call in, call into the Migs cast. It's always fun to hear from you. And heck, thank you for listening to more than just one episode. Like, right. seriously, just exposing uh, exposing her to a bunch of them. Some might consider that parental abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Making your mom listen to us that much. But we appreciate it. Absolutely. Do we have any more voicemails? Uh, we got a couple more. couple more? Okay, that's why might as well just bang them out before we get out of here. Cool. What's up, guys? Barrett, also known as the Cat Overlord, <laughs> is calling to congratulate Rez in becoming a cat daddy. Thank you. Welcome cat to daddy. the Crazy Cat Club. And we'd also like to welcome Carl, we being me and my cats, to the family of such tiny douche cats. Welcome, Carl. Way to go, Rez. <laughs> Thanks. Very awesome. Hashtag Caesar sucks. <laughs> Hashtag of Caesar sucks. Of course, I love their Photoshop battles on the mix cast stuff. It brings great so entertainment. I, you know what I especially love about that because I know we're, we're well aware that not everybody that's on the mix cast page is actually listening to the mix cast. Some people oh, just join yeah. groups for the hell of joining groups because they're listeners of KISW ninety nine point nine mix cast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I think it's funny that they have no like they probably have zero idea of why these two guys are constantly posting the worst photoshops of each other. I think it's very yeah, funny. It's terrible. Terrible, and then they get into wars over mission tortillas, right? Which is just, it's just like, like I, there's been people like, what is that about? And I'm like, nah, it's pretty much just them going to war. Like it's right there, it's right on the face of it. Dude, Sergeant Hair Club one day is like, what's going on on your podcast page, like on Facebook? <laughs> oh, I'm no. like, what do you mean? He's like, because I didn't realize that Sergeant yeah, Hair Club on is, his radar is a member of the group. Oh, that's weird. Which is hilarious. I think it's awesome. But I'm like, <laughs> bro. Just understand every once in a while things kind of go off the deep end. Eventually it comes back to normal. Uh, but if you're expecting anything that has to do anything with the show, the podcast, no, it's not about that. It's like, just about a group of yeah. people having fun. Like you said, it's a community. Yeah. And at this point, it's kind of taken a very strange life of its own. Yeah. That's why I mean, it's, a lot of times I just sit back and enjoy the ride. We Frankenstein that bitch and now we cannot control it. No, dude, it's way, it's out of our control. <laughs> Nobody can control that thing. It's a monster. Uh, oh, we did get a, a text message. It was a text. Oh, no, it's an email. Sorry. Uh, and, and this comes from John. And he says, dude, I love the San Jose Sharks, and I especially love Joe Thornton. Did you see what he said in a press conference? I know this is going to upset uh, Guido because he's a big Kings fan. Oh, no. Uh, but uh, a, a, because San Jose's still in the playoffs, and B, <laughs> they've got a former Kings goalie in Martin Jones, and Ooh. so that, that probably bothers them a little bit. Is it Martin Jones? I believe so. Yeah, I'm probably brain farting it. But after one of their games that they won, uh, a reporter asked a question to Joe Thornton, who's a member of the, the of, of the San Jose Sharks, who's got an insanely sick beard. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> His playoff beard has been, I think he started growing it two playoffs ago. Damn. Uh, like two years ago. Uh, and his answer to the question is awesome. Are you surprised at all at the way you continue to play um, at this stage of your career? Ooh. Uh, no. Um, 
no, I, I I know I'm a great player. I I you know I and I I uh, I love to play and I I just and I feel good playing with who I'm playing with and our team and um you, you, it just yeah I feel good. Now you hear like laughing underneath him. That's two other players that are at the at the podium with him. That's great, and they're just smirking and laughing. Like well, you can tell that guy's a leader in the locker room. That's kind of a weird question too. It's like, right. so you're an old fart. So uh, how right. do you feel about yourself? You know, you're not breaking any hips out there. So uh, I guess that's a congratulations, right? You're not that good anymore. So are you surprised that you're actually doing good? Yeah, it's a great answer. You're yeah, right. Like, you're absolutely right. It was super diplomatic, to be perfectly honest, because we. We've listened and heard a lot of different takes on stuff, those questions where the guys lose their minds. Yeah. And of course, that would be, uh, you know, that would be the audio that would get all of the rounds. That's the, how he should be all the time now. Like, he should just always be so full of himself. Well, you know, yeah, well, I am a great player. To start everything with that, right. no matter what the question is, would you would you like a, would you like fries or would you like a salad? Well, I'm a great player, and great players really demand fries. Right. Yeah, with uh, with ketchup and ranch dressing. Ooh, and ranch. You never know when I'm going to have them. I'm a great player. That's just what great players do. Uh, let's check out our last voicemail. Hey, guys. Sober style here. So I guess I'm the vent about, I can't stand when people say the best part of the pizza is the pizza crust. Are you kidding me, Steve? You're from New York, for Christ's sake. Come on now. <laughs> uh, it's That's good. That's like saying the best part of sex is the cleanup. Huh. You're killing me. Oh, whoa. Pizza crust. Come on. All it is is a food handle. My no. hands can be completely filthy, and I can still enjoy the good part of the pizza. Oh, man. Anyway, you got to take it easy. I think you just ruined crust for me, dude. Uh, yeah. Wow. God, why'd you have to do that, buddy? That, ugh. What the? Oh, man. I mean, everything about pizza is awesome, but the crust is like a nice crispy the, crust. The it's cr- unbelievable. The crust is definitely worthwhile. Now He's probably one of those guys that just leaves the crust in the pizza box, and then it's like, you're not going to eat those? <sighs> those just, it looks like, it, it, they're pizza bones at that point. They're just left in the pizza graveyard. Yeah. Like, you've got to eat them. Like, they're good, and they've been doing, a lot of the places have been doing a lot of good things with the crusts now, be it, uh, you know, putting the garlic butter on them, or even just straight up crust, I've always loved, as long as it's not the stuffed crust. No, I am over stuffed crust. I don't want anything other than OG crust. I love OG crust. That's all I want. But you also like New York pizza a lot. Yeah. I mean, obviously from where you're from. Cheese pizza, that's all I need. That's pepperoni, maybe. Gosh, I just love having like all of the crazy things on it. Even when Michelle gets the weird uh, feta That's cheese, uh, yeah, spinach and all that stuff, pizza is still pizza. The my generation at The Rock, which is like a white pizza, yeah, is one of my favorite pizzas. But you know, at the end of the day, if I'm in New York, I want that old school, <laughs> just cheese, man. Oh. Like I had four slices one night, oh. and I didn't even feel guilty. Like I'm looking at my wife, and usually, like I try not to, I try to eat better mm-hmm. around her because she even gave me the look, like just do it, just go ahead, go for it. It's fine. They're giant pieces, and that's yeah. awesome too. Yeah, they are. I remember like like going to Chicago because I love the deep dish mm-hmm. uh, because they're meals. Like they're just full on meals. You True. have one slice and you're done. It is very filling. And so it's kind of fun just to be able to be like, oh yeah, I packed four of them away. And you're like, whoa. And you're like, they're New Yorks. They're okay with that. Yeah, the thinner <laughs> ones. That's the one bad thing about like you know the regular thin crust or whatever it may be kind of pizza is that. I could eat a whole pie yeah. and not feel, and not even feel fully full. We, you know uh, what I mean? Oh yeah, we went to. Uh, uh, well, this last weekend we were bad, so don't tell Matt. Uh, 
Matt, no, no, I'm telling. no. We uh, yeah, we had pizza on Friday, and then we also had pizza on Sunday. Oh, God, it was so good. We, uh, like, trying to figure out the new stuff. So we got a Papa Murphy's on Friday because those are standbys. They're good, and you can make sure you know exactly yeah. what you're going to get with those. Um, but since I'm down in Tacoma, we weren't sure. You know, it's like, oh, we're just going to get something. Uh, the PLP was just like, no, 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 here's a place that does it amazing. And it was it was astounding. What, what, what is the place, you know? Uh, Abella's. Abella's, okay. Abella's. And they're, the, they're kind of like what uh, Amante's is up in the north end. Yeah. Uh, where they do pizza, pasta, all sorts. Sorts of things. Calzones. Yeah. <laughs> got them calzones. Got the calzones. Uh, and so, yeah, we got a, a half and half pizza with like a combo and again, another weird feta Making me vegetarian hungry. one for Michelle. And then a, a thing of lasagna. Uh, and it was astounding. All of it was just great. So it was one of those where it's like, yeah, this is really, this is really awesome. Dude, my wife, when we ordered all that pizza and uh, she got a, a veggie pizza with no cheese and Couple people in my family were like, ah, and they tried, and they were like, actually, yeah, I could, you know, like, like my aunt who's trying to, you know, be healthier. She's like, I might start doing this. Like, she was picking my. By the end of the <laughs> night, those two were best friends, which was really cool. She's picking her brain, asking, like, they became Facebook friends. So it's official, uh, <laughs> so that, that we could like share recipes. And she's like, hey, I want to eat healthier, and I love the stuff that you're talking about. I don't know what to do because it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of cool to see the bonding happening because they never met until. That is time. really cool. It was awesome, dude. That is great. So we got one last email, and then we're going to get the F out of here. And this person says, Steve, you need to check out the new Blink song, Built This Pool. It's awesome, and it's only a few seconds long. What? I read about this. I haven't heard it yet. So Blink's got a new album coming out. They're doing it without Tom DeLonge. They got Matt Skiba from uh, Alkaline Trio now being the Tom DeLonge of the that band. Makes sense. Makes sense. I really do love the song, the single, which I can't think of the name offhand, but it's oh, so awesome. it's not this one? <laughs> no. Although, this would be a great single because apparently it's like less than 20 seconds long. I want to see some naked dudes. <laughs> I want to see some naked dudes. That's why I built this pool. <laughs> Can we hear it again? <laughs> I want to see some naked dudes. That's why I built this pool. Is that really it? That is a great song. There was a band back in the day, some metal band my band, my buddy told me about that had the anti-procrastination song, uh-huh. and it ends at anti-procrast. That's awesome. One more <laughs> time. Along those lines. One more time for the kids, and then we're going to get out of here, Rev. Let's get out of here. So next week, we will be talking to my old friend I haven't talked to in over a decade. Maybe Memory even, Lane. Maybe even 15 years. I wonder if she has any stories that are embarrassing about me. I bet she does. That I don't even remember. <laughs> so uh, Karen Mason Blair, um, if I could quickly find out the information about her upcoming thing, I will tell you about it because, let's see, uh, Karen, I'll write into my... There we go. There's quick, our email. Quick, quick, quick. We could do this. I swear. We could do this. Thank you all, the Titanic douches, for listening. Uh, I hope everyone is having a great day. Okay. Yeah, she's going to be doing a, 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 a photo show at the Treason Gallery in Seattle at the Piranha Shop. 
on June 4th of this year, and it's called The Flannel Years, taking the viewer backstage to the epicenter of this music scene Ooh. and showing a handful of people, showing what only a handful of people were able to experience. So that's going to be pretty cool. A uh, bunch of Pearl Jam stuff. Never before seen Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, wow. Mad Season, Mother Love Bone. Man, I can't wait to check this out. So Karen Mason Blair will be joining us next week. Stay positive. Is that really it? Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.